You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It took three years to complete. It's one of the most recognized paintings in the entire world. With lifelike facial expressions, unable to be captured by anyone else at that time, the 15 by 29 foot painting became an instant masterpiece. Do you know which painting that is? The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci. When Leonardo da Vinci was 43 years old, the the Duke of Milan asked him to to paint this dramatic scene. And so da Vinci worked on and off for three years on the assignment, and he grouped the, the disciples into threes, two groups on either side of the central figure of Jesus. And when he was finished with it, da Vinci said to his friend, take a look at it and give me your honest opinion. And the friend exclaimed, it's absolutely wonderful. Christ's chalice is so real that I can't take my eyes off of it. And so immediately, da Vinci took a brush and painted over the chalice, exclaiming, nothing will detract from Jesus. Nothing will detract from Jesus. And why is that? Because Jesus was betrayed. Right? Let that soak in. Jesus was betrayed. The words of institution for the, for the Holy Supper, they begin with the words, on the night that our Lord Jesus was betrayed, or the night when He was betrayed. But we hear those words so often that, that sometimes we don't really even hear them. We're in a series called The Witnesses to Christ, and today we meet Judas. Judas Iscariot. And we meet him in in the upper room on the night that Jesus was betrayed. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Betrayed by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Betrayed by Judas for thirty pieces of silver. Betrayed by Judas with a kiss. Betrayed by Judas in a garden east of Jerusalem called Gethsemane, betrayed. And that's why da Vinci exclaimed that nothing will detract from Jesus because Jesus was betrayed for you. According to Matthew 26, Jesus was, uh, Judas was seated close to Jesus, close enough for the two of them to carry on a private conversation. It may be as that conversation starts that, that the Savior singles out Judas for an important, as an important guest. And then Jesus gives Judas a morsel of bread. And then after he had taken that morsel, John tells us, Satan entered into him. That term Satan is only used in this, in John's account of this Thursday night. It accents the, the absolute seriousness of this situation. Earlier in John, uh, 
John calls Judas a devil in John 6, verse 70, while Mark 5 and, and Luke 8, they employ that same vocabulary to describe evil spirits that are entering the garrison demoniac. Da Vinci, you might not be able to see it on this, but maybe you've seen it before, Da Vinci paints a spilled salt shaker next to the elbow of Judas. And so if you're looking at Judas, right next to Jesus, there's kind of the V, that's, that's John, right next to Jesus. And then there's the white-haired man and the, the, the dark-haired man, and that dark-haired man is Judas. And if you notice next to his elbow, the salt has been spilled. Why? Well, in Matthew 5.13, Jesus tells His disciples that you are the salt of the earth. But Judas has lost his saltiness because of greed. And we too lose our saltiness because of our greed, our, our constant lust for more. Also in the painting, the, the disciples are pictured eating herring. In Da Vinci's northern Italian dialect, the, the word for herring is renga. Renga in that dialect also describes someone who denies religion. Judas isn't the only savior, or isn't the only sinner present at the supper. Right? Peter denied Jesus in the high priest's courtyard. The disciples denied Jesus in Gethsemane. Renga, all of them. And Renga, all of us. Right? John writes, after receiving the morsel, he, Judas, immediately went out, and it was night. It was night. It was dark. The whole scene is dark. Jesus warned in, in John chapter 9 that the night is coming. Night and darkness are coming now with vengeance. So why did Jesus allow all of this to happen? It was for you. Right, for you. Those are powerful gospel words, right? For, God is not against you or in opposition to you. God is not your enemy. God is for you. And He's for you, right? Not just for her or him, not just for those or them. God's love is intensely personal. He is for you. Did you know that since the completion of this painting in 1498, the Last Supper has been falling apart slowly? Leonardo da Vinci, he's always the inventor. He tried using new materials for this painting. And instead of using the customary wet plaster, he tried using dry plaster. And the dry plaster worked really well artistically, but very poorly for sustainability. Experts have been working on restoring the original ever since. But how fitting is that, that the, the Lord's Supper is for people whose lives, like this painting, are always falling apart. Right? In this life, we don't get it right, but, but thanks be to God that we have the gospel words for you. In the Lord's Supper, God acts for you. God delivers Christ's true body and true blood here and now. Holy communion is the opposite of celebrating a dead man. Holy communion is a meal with a man who lives. And how do we know this? Well, we know that is means is. Jesus says, take, eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. 
is doesn't mean signifies or, or represents or symbolizes. This, this other view didn't, didn't come about until the 11th century, which was promoted by a French theologian named uh, Berenger of Tours. And he had, a, he had a phrase that he lived by, and it was flee to reason. It didn't make sense to him that Christ's body could be physically present in, with, and under the bread and wine, and so he encouraged people to flee to reason. But no, don't flee to reason. Flee to Scripture. Flee to the words of Jesus. This is for you. But there's more, because there's always more in the gospel. Da Vinci's Last Supper includes a a view in in the background, a view of the last day. Because this, this Last Supper is a foretaste of the feast to come. Jesus is coming to restore all things. And at that banquet, that, that, that banquet in the last day, you will no longer have to look at your sin. You'll be perfect, wearing right, white robes that have been washed in the blood of Jesus. At that banquet, you will be gathered together with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. At that banquet, you will no longer need Jesus to come to you in the sacrament. Because instead, you will see Jesus face to face, and He will fill you with unspeakable joy that will never end. A lot of times, we use really big words for communion. Words like sacrament or or Eucharist. But some of the most important words about communion are two very short words, each with three letters. For you. For you. In the past, Christ died. For you, right now, Christ is present in, with, and under this bread and this wine. And for you, in the future, you will partake in the marriage feast of the Lamb, which has no end. Take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. Take, drink, This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Jesus is for you. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord who is and always will be for you. Amen.